Welcome to Slay Podcast. Good morning, beautiful monsters. I'm Courtney. And I'm Lauren. Yesterday. We went golfing yesterday. Today is kind of it's a little cloudy. dreary. It's but fine. It's still fine. a good day. Okay. So this is a true crime podcast, and the very first episode that we decided to do was a case that got me into true crime. It was the very first case that interested me into this genre. And it happened when I was in freshman year of high school. Mm-hmm. And I saw some mutual friends sharing um, some posts about this case, and it seriously just seemed like a mystery. I don't want to give away too much right now because we're going to get into it, but um, it really, really uh, piqued my interest. And it happened about 20 minutes away from where I grew up, and I know this whole area um, in this story, and so I think that might be why yeah um, you know so like the it. area the mile markers things like oh, that yeah. been to places that mm-hmm. that this girl yeah, had I, in been. fact i worked at she worked at hollister mm-hmm. i worked at the same hollister when i was in high school i didn't yeah. work with her because she's about five years older than me but mm-hmm. but i you know i'm just familiar with all of this um places so um it just has me it's always been a case that i've been deeply invested in so. right all right well i guess we should get into it let's get into it A night that started out fun with friends ends in tragic terror. A 20-year-old girl named Julia Davis was out with friends on a Friday night, when all of a sudden she was found horribly maimed, naked from the waist up, and run over in the highway. Her car was found two-tenths of a mile in front of her body along the guardrail. The dome light was on and the doors were locked. Her clothes were found folded neatly in order on the guardrail, and authorities quickly discovered that she had been decapitated. Davis had reportedly been with friends just minutes earlier, who all had related ties to past or current law enforcement in the area. This case leaves everyone wondering, what happened to Julia Davis? Okay, so this case is about Julia Davis. She was born on November 2nd, 1991 in Colorado Springs, which, hey, we're in Colorado. Yeah, but she... um, moved to Marietta. She grew up in Marietta, Ohio. She graduated from Marietta High School. Like I said, she worked at Hollister. Um, That actually was across the river in Parkersburg, West Virginia. We grew up on the border right there where you cross the river into West Virginia, but technically we live in Ohio. Um, On November 18, 2011, she, Julia, decided to go out with some friends. She left her house around 4 o'clock in the afternoon to go hang out with a girl named Kristen Bechtold. Her and Kristen made some cookies, got ready for the night, showered. Definitely then, weren't doing the things that I would be doing while no, I'm getting ready in my 20s. Not the things that me and you do, but <laughs> they were 20. So. Right. Um, they decided to go to a party. Um, the guy's name was Brian. They were playing beer pong, taking shots. And actually, according to Kristen, she states that Julia took 11 or 12 shots that is a lot of shots. That yeah. is a ton of shots. I initially thought to myself, I wonder if she meant like a pull from the bottle. You know what I mean? Right. Because that's not quite as much as an actual shot if you're just taking a sip out of the bottle. Right. But she does also say that she tried to take the shot glass away from Julia later on. And Julia said, like, no, bitch, I'll take this shot if I want to kind of thing. Yeah. So um, there is reason to believe that maybe it was actual shots. But that's a lot, especially at 20. Yeah, that's a um, ton. That's like, yeah. you're not even moving, mm-hmm. I feel like, after 12 shots. Mm-mm. Not that close together. No. 
Like, that was only a, a certain amount of time that she yeah. was there, right? Yeah, I think they showed up around 10 or 11. Uh-huh. And then they ended up going around, um, I think it was 11-ish, 10.30. They went to go pick up a friend named Katie Nelson. Yeah. Um, she was at the Hardee's on 7th Street in Parkersburg. And they also stopped at a uh, liquor store that was called the North End Market. And they got more Ciroc. They were drinking vodka that night. Mm-hmm. Um, they went back to Brian's house. My kind of girl. <clears throat> yeah, that's Courtney's drink. She loves vodka. I can't do vodka anymore. We used to drink a lot of vodka. You drink a ton of vodka. We somewhat calmed down a little. Yeah, oh, yeah. But, yeah, I've learned that vodka doesn't get along with my body very well. So I'm a tequila drinker. Um, so, anyways, they went back to the house. And according to Kristen, Julia had about 16 more shots. This would oh put my Julia. Oh, my God. Yes. Oh, my God. This would put Julia at, like, 28 shots. 28 shots? You're, like, literally, that's You're going to get your stomach pumped. Yeah. Right. So, I don't know. And who counts their friend's drinks? Right. Like, who's like, oh, one, two, three. I'd be like, okay, sir. Yeah. No, I don't count your shots. I'm no. Just, I'm like, that's my best friend. Let there she go. is. Yeah. She's she's really making it over there. But I don't count. No. Yeah. Like, no. So maybe my own. Yeah. Like the next day when we're like, why do you feel so bad? Yeah. Yeah. I'm not, I did this many, I think. Yeah. But anyway, so I do kind of take this number loosely because I mm-hmm. truly do not think that she would be standing had she taken that many. Yeah, exactly. Um, and they did like a blood talk, uh, and yeah, blood they did alcohol. A, yeah, and we'll get into that, but um, it definitely wasn't to the point of getting her stomach pumped. I just don't think that she took 28 shots. Right. Um, but that's speculation. Right. So then around 1 o'clock, um, some people from the party at Brian's decide to go to a local bar called the Nip and Q. Uh-huh. Um, kind of a weird name, but it was uh, a, like a pool hall. Okay. Um, it's closed down now, but I, I do remember when that used to be open. And that's in Parkersburg as well. Um, it happened to be a guy named Freddie Scott driving his car. Kristen Bechtold, Julia Davis, their friend Katie Nelson... Those four all got in the car and decided to go to Nip and Q together. Mm-hmm. They were going to meet up with some friends there, one of which was a guy named Chris Latimer, who was Katie's uh, on and off again boyfriend. He, I don't think they were together at the time. Um, I don't know if they like went to different schools or what have you, but whenever they did hang out, uh, my impression was they usually end up together. But yeah, they're on and off again. I wish you guys. So, yeah, yeah, you do. <laughs> So it's, I mean, it's relatable. We understand, yeah. but yeah. that's the impression I got from it. So apparently Julia had been texting Chris um, before they even got to the Nip and Q, trying to get him to just leave with her and not even go into Nip and Q. Mm-hmm. But his friends had told him, no, don't do that, because they didn't want him to leave them. It wasn't no because of Julia. It was just, we want you to hang out with us. If you leave with her, how are we going to get home? Right. Because Chris was driving. So they go into the Nip and Q, and according to Chris, Julia was really drunk, like, not really able to walk in her heels very well and wasn't able to part, or not party, I'm sorry. Well, after 28 shots. Yeah. I think she took a lot of shots. I can, I can relate. Well, and so he said she wasn't able to really dance with the others, and so um, I think maybe she was feeling sick. Mm -hmm. And so he stayed by her to make her feel not alone. Right. Um, And I guess at this point, or at some point in the night, Katie and Kristen noticed that Julia was dancing up on Chris, which I could believe if, you know, there's proof that she was texting Chris, uh-huh. trying to get him to leave with her. There's other texts as well later on where she was like, I've been wanting to hang out with you, stuff like that. So I, I believe that she was probably, you know, dancing on right. him. She's drunk. Yeah. And she's known him since ninth grade. Yeah, They've known him for friends. a long time. Technically, even that couldn't doesn't even mean, like, take me home. That could just be... Hey, let's hang out. And also, mm-hmm. I just am so drunk. Let's get out of here. Yeah, it really. You know, because I mean, that. I, that's even when I'm saying, mm-hmm. like, with guys that I know that I'm like, dude, I I trust you. I'm ready to go home. Mm-hmm. Like, take me home. And that easily could have been. Yeah. It. Um. But according to Kristen's testimony, she thought that it was inappropriate for her to be dancing on Katie's ex-boyfriend, and she just felt like that wasn't being a good friend. And it seemed to be bothering Kristen since she's the one that mentioned it. I know Katie didn't mention it in her testimony. And um, Chris even st- uh, stated that she's not confrontational. Uh-huh. So I don't really think that Katie, if she was bothered by it, I, she didn't say anything. But Kristen mm-hmm. got annoyed with Julia and um, even said something to her. So the bar closed around 3 o'clock. They ended up leaving around 3.10. And Freddie and 
the girls, Kristen, Julia, and Katie, all left with Freddie. Okay. And Chris had been making plans with Katie, mm-hmm. asking her to come stay with him. Okay. She said she wasn't sure where they were going after this, but to keep in contact that she would go stay with him. Okay. So he ended up leaving with his friends, and like I said, Freddie, Katie, Kristen, and Julia all left in Freddie's car like the way they showed up. They went back to Brian's house where they had been partying before because Julia's car was there. Mm-hmm. And it sounded like they were trying to make a plan what they were going to do for the night. Like, they were like, are we going to go stay at Kristen's house? Because that was originally Julia's plan. Uh-huh. So is Katie and Kristen and Julia all going to go back to Kristen's house? Or, you know, what are they going to do? But they ended up going back to Brian's to figure that out. And it sounds like they didn't even go back in. It sounds like um, they just stayed in the cars. And... There kind of became an argument. I don't know if tensions were already high from Kristen being annoyed about Julia being on Chris at the bar, but mm-hmm. I guess Julia started accusing Kristen of having her wristlet, which I was confused but, with that. Is yeah, it's like a wallet. Like, what is that? It's like one of those. I, from what I can tell, it's a wallet with like the band on it where you can put it around your wrist. Kind of like a scrunchie that goes around and then has mm-hmm. a wallet with it. Yeah, I think so. Uh, that, that's how Holds I kind it of on. picture it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I guess, according to Kristen, she had been trying to get the wristlet from Julia throughout the night so that she wouldn't lose it, but Julia wouldn't let her have it. And then now, Julia, of course, is like, where is it? And accusing Kristen of taking it because she had been trying to get it right. the, the whole night. So did she have it? <clears throat> she helped her find it, according to Kristen. She helped her find it in the vehicle. And I guess at some point, according to one of the p- person's testimonies, Kristen had lost her house key. I don't know if that's actually true or not, but they ended up trying to decide what they were going to do. Julia went and got into her vehicle. And, um, you know, this is the part that I get a little bit confused about because Kristen kind of acts like, Kristen and Katie both kind of act like in their testimonies, this wasn't really like a heated argument or anything. It was kind of just like, okay, Julia's going to go her way and not stay with us. and We're going to do our own thing. But from... Um, Toby's standpoint, Toby is Julia's sister, and Julia had started calling her sister for a ride home. Uh Um, She heard screaming and yelling in the background. She heard Julia arguing with Kristen, saying, give me my keys, and, Mm -hmm. you know, calling Kristen names like a bitch. So, um, I don't know that Katie and Kristen are telling the complete truth. Yeah, I was going to say, when did um, she start calling her sister Toby? So, the first call to Toby was 328. I think they had been texting earlier in the night, mm-hmm. but 3.28 a.m. was the first call. The second call was 3.33. At that point, she was asking Toby to come pick her up at a local gas station um, called BP, and it was on the end of um, Rosemar Avenue in Emerson. And um, then she called her again at 3.36, and at this point, she was hysterical, crying, calling Kristen a bitch, and Toby distinctly remembers saying, what's wrong, what's uh-huh. going on? And Julia said, I'll explain everything when I see you. But she had switched the pickup place to a rest stop off of I-77 on the Williamstown exit. And she was literally arguing with Kristen at this point. Yeah, it sounds like the 333 call, she was arguing, saying, please give me my keys, give me my keys back. And then on the 336 call, she was actually hysterical, in tears, calling her names. Um, And it was evident to Toby she believed that Kristen was with her at 3.36 during okay. that phone call. Uh-huh. Now, according to Kristen, they had decided, okay, are you sure you're getting a ride from your sister? She said yes. They said, okay, we're going to go get McDonald's and go back to my house. Uh-huh. And so Freddie took Kristen and Katie to McDonald's. And according to Kristen, she had even called and spoke with Toby because Toby was saying she couldn't get a hold of Julia, which mm-hmm. doesn't really make sense according to the call right that we have you know yeah um but i guess she was trying to give her directions to how to get to brian's house because Kristen believed that toby was going to pick her up from brian's and that she wasn't going to drive according to Kristen, Uh obviously that's not what happened since she's asking her sister to pick her up at the bp gas station and then the williamstown exit right i don't know did toby say that she talked to Kristen? you know i never got um actual evidence from that i think there was like proof that they had spoke about the accident um proof that she had called wondering where julia was but i don't know that toby ever said um yeah that's true i was trying to pick her up from brian's right i don't know about that i know it's been confirmed that they did speak by phone record but Uh i don't know 
what if it was a direct about. call or anything like well, that. Well, I don't. I think it was a direct call because they knew each other, but I don't know that if they discussed like, oh yeah, like here's Brian's address, go to Brian's. Okay. Or if it was like something else, I really don't know. So they end up going to McDonald's, like I said. Well, Toby goes to the rest stop that Jelena told her to meet her at. Right. And she realizes Jelena's not here. So she notices some police activity down on the highway, like notices a bunch of lights and stuff, Mm -hmm. police cars, some sort of activity. She goes down there and um, starts asking people if they'd seen her sister. I think maybe at this point she'd saw her sister's car up against the guardrail. Uh And she ran up there and actually ended up seeing her sister's body. They had her. Oh, my God. Right. And they had her go back to her car to calm down. Um, but I don't know for sure if the police were already there. I've seen it reported a couple different ways. I saw that Toby had got there before the police. And then I also saw that Toby had seen activity down there with police and then went down there. So I'm not sure what the truth is. Um, it might have just been that she saw all the vehicles pulled over or whatever. Because mm-hmm. um, I have seen it reported that she got there before the police and saw her sister's body. So to get into what... Um, was found that night. Mm-hmm. The first 911 call went in at 3.48. That's just 12 minutes after the last call that Jolene right. had with her sister, Toby. And it was someone stating there was a car on the side of the highway pushed up against the guardrail. Their dome lights were on. They explained, he's just sitting there. I don't know what he's doing. Something's going on over there. Now, this has been interpreted by some people to mean that they saw a guy there. Me being from this area, I don't read into it that way. I think that he just was saying there's a guy, just assuming it was a guy. Yeah, he really just, just meant it was over. a vehicle a pulled vehicle. over. I don't mm-hmm. think he actually saw a guy there. Mm-hmm. That's just how I took it. I read the transcripts, um, and that's how I took it. I don't think there was actually a man spotted. The second 911 call was a guy stating that he thought he just saw a human body in the middle of the highway. He had pulled his vehicle over, left his son in the vehicle, and went to go check and see what he had seen. Um, He was hoping that it was a deer. Then he noticed, no, it was a body. The 911 responder said, can you check and see if there's a pulse? And he said, no, there's pieces of him everywhere. He couldn't even tell that it was a female. Oh, God. Yes. So. Yeah, I wouldn't have been able to do that for sure. No, he was like, I can't. Yeah, So he turned away and asked for permission to start directing traffic. He wanted to cut off people from being able to go through here. Yeah, or driving over again. Because she's obviously been Been hit. hit. Yes. So, um, another thing that had happened was a semi had hit her by accident. They pulled over. The driver got out with his flashlight and was walking back to see what he had hit. Uh And a vehicle was coming through, saw him on the side of the road with his flashlight, moved over into the passing lane to get away from the semi like you're supposed to do that. Mm -hmm. And they didn't notice the body until it was too late and they had hit the body. So, that's two confirmed... One semi-truck trailer and one vehicle are both confirmed of hitting her. And there could have been more. Right. So that's the um, gist of the 911 calls, at least the important parts of them. Now, how Jalea was found was truly horrifying. It was just, it's it's hard to even discuss. It's it's stomach-wrenching. So she was found in the middle of the passing lane, her... Her body was naked from the waist up. Her right breast was missing. Her head was missing, decapitated. Decapitated. Yes. And one of her legs was completely broken in half. There was pieces of her everywhere. So this was truly a terrible scene. And again, to even try to imagine Toby seeing that coming up on that scene, I just, I truly, after speaking to your sister 12 minutes prior, right? I have a sister. I just, I can't even imagine it. My heart How was it? Her. So the car was going and it hit the guardrail. And so that's what they're trying to decide at this point. So they first told her family, and I even saw it in some of the police reports, mm-hmm. that they initially believed that she had been struck by her own vehicle. That's weird. Well, it does look that way because the damage to the vehicle is all on the right side along the guardrail. and The, the right side, the side, passenger side. Yes, the passenger side and the passenger side. Um, what's the the windshield? The windshield. Yes, thank had you. been cracked. The windshield. Uh, uh, yes, it was obvious that that had been hit with something. Mm-hmm. So they initially thought she had been hit with her vehicle, hit the windshield, rolled back because there's blood on the back of the car. I mean, you guys can look up these um, crime scene photos if you want to. They're pretty 
gruelly, but um, it might help paint a picture of what they were seeing there. Mm-hmm. So they believe she was hit with her car and then ended up in the road, possibly being hit by other vehicles. Um, her family went on scene. Her grandpa was on scene searching around. He ended up finding the hood to her jacket. Mm-hmm that um, the police had not even found. That's the weird thing, too, about her clothes, like how her clothes were just, They were found folded over the guardrail. And the weird part about this, and I think this is the biggest thing for people that makes them think there could have been foul play involved, um, is that the bra was laying over the guardrail first, then the shirt, then the jacket. And none of them were inside out. Laid there, folded nicely. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't say folded, but they were definitely draped in order, and, and it just... It that does doesn't make of, any it, sense. Yes, folded, actually. Yeah, folded makes, over. Yeah, that makes zero sense. If someone... Let's say... So they're trying to tell... They... What are the police saying happened? At that point, they believe she'd been struck by her vehicle. Mm-hmm. Um, and then according to Kim Davis, this is Julia's mom, they ended up, like, changing what they thought happened mm-hmm. the more they investigated uh, in fact, I guess her dad was speaking with one of the police officers because he kept trying to go back to the scene and investigate. They felt like it was weird that the doors were locked, that dome light was on, that the clothes were folded the way that they were, right. that the police hadn't even recovered the hood of the jacket. Yeah, that is strange. Yes. Like, why are you not doing your research? Mm-hmm. Why are they not, like, checking into this? Yeah. And they also um, didn't clean up the um, brain matter on the sides of the guardrails. It was obvious that she had been decapitated on the the guardrail. Yes. And they didn't even clean that up. In fact, according to Kim Davis, she said that they told them that if they wanted that cleaned up, that it was the family's job to do so. Oh my God. Yeah. That's We're working with the sheriff's county here or the sheriff's office in Wood County here, which I never feel like in a case like this, I feel like I don't like how most like Sheriff little offices yeah. handle it. Yeah, right. I think it should be passed up to a higher order. But anyways, her dad had been going there. I'm sorry, her grandpa, but Kim's dad mm-hmm. had been going there trying to figure out more. Um, of what happened. Yes, and I, I guess at some point the police even told him, you need to stop coming here or I'm going to arrest you. Well, it's weird because they're trying to say that she was driving, right? At this point... They start to change what they believe happened from she was hit with her own vehicle to telling, like they told the grandpa, don't be surprised that this was really an accident. They hadn't even finished the autopsy yet. They hadn't done any of that. They hadn't even spoke to all the witnesses yet, and he was already telling the grandpa that, which caught them off guard. That's yes, weird. That's because strange. Because they had just because... been being told that she was possibly hit by her vehicle, and which they is just what made been... them think that too, because the police is, they're saying that to them. Yeah, and they just got, I mean, <clears throat> they just talked to Toby, who said, yeah, she's screaming with Kristen mm-hmm. on the phone. And that's the other thing, is there was even people on the 911 call saying, I'm going to block this off. I'm going to block traffic off. I think this might be a crime scene. I mean, that is in the 911 call transcription. Yes. Yeah. So even outsiders looking in were like, I think this might be a crime scene. Yeah, that's Which, crazy. how could you not think that? Right. I mean, I, I see where they're So from. then they changed their story to... Well, so they I'll, I'll get to the official um, uh, West Virginia crash report. Mm-hmm. Um, but so what happened after this was the police ended up going that morning. So literally just a few hours after the wreck happened, they went to Kristen Bechtold's house to mm-hmm. interview her because of what Toby had told them. Right. And I guess this is a good place to say that Kristen's great-grandpa was the retired sheriff of Wood County. He had two different terms um, between 1976 and 1984 of being Wood County Sheriff. Now, the police went to Kristen's house to interview her. Mm -hmm. What time? I think it was like 6 or 7 in the morning. Mm-hmm. It was still early. So still early. Yeah, I think it was like after the sun had rose, but they had, you know, seen the crime scene, decided to start immediately interviewing um, everyone. everyone. Yeah. And so they went there to her home, and they did note, which I couldn't find in any of the police reports, but it's been reported over and over again from her mother and just on other places that I've read about this um, case uh, that there was 
due on one of the vehicles because it's November, mm-hmm. so it's cold out. Yeah. And then the other one didn't have any. So it So it had been like a car had been gone. That's what they think is that it was evident that one of the vehicles or it just gotten back. Yes, it was evident that one of the vehicles to them had to have just been recently used because there was no due on the top of it, but the other one had, had due it. on it. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um and nobody would answer. They sat there for like 30 minutes at Kristen's house. Nobody answered. They left. That's... They came back that evening. Mm-hmm. And her dad finally answered and said, Kristen does not want to speak with you guys right now. We're getting an attorney. Why would you want to get an attorney if you literally are just a friend that happened to your friend? Why would you be it like... It does come off why initially would, That shady. is so strange yes. because that's the first thing that I would want to do is go down and make a, te- a, like a right. testament to... Like, hey, my friend actually died. I, I want to find out what happened. Let's figure this out. Here's my statement to the police. You, That's the first thing you would want to do is make sure that that's something that gets put out there so that whatever happened. You want to help. Yeah, you want to help. You want to be a good person. If you that's wanna, your friend, you want to yeah. help. You were hanging out all night supposedly. Yeah. So did everybody else do a statement? They did. And so did Kristen, but she ended up being the last one to do a statement because she went through her attorney to do so. That's so strange. But it does come off shady. That's extremely I do understand why some people um, lawyer up, especially if they were like the last person with someone and they didn't do anything. Yeah, but there were other people that were last with her. It's not Mm. like she's the only one that was supposedly last. I wonder if her grandpa suggested that, but it just, it really does come off shady. Very like weird. you have something that you have that to you're hide hiding. instead of just, hey, I'm going to work with you guys. I want to find out what happened to Julia yeah. just as bad, if not more, than you do. Yeah. So that's what happened with that. Now, Katie, like I said, had been making plans. Let's back up a little bit. She was making plans to meet up with Chris. Mm-hmm. Now, Katie claims that she was picked up from Kristen's house around 4 a.m. Uh-huh. And... Chris also corroborates this story that he picked up Katie from Kristen's house around 4 a.m. Right after mm-hmm. they were done with McDonald's. Okay. Was so, Kristen back at the house with Katie? Did they Katie were asked say? if he was if he saw her there. I read in the report that he stated he believed Kristen was there. He said that someone walked in the road to tell him where the house was to help, like you know, walk mm-hmm. out there, wave, wave your right. arms. But I don't know. I couldn't tell. That could from have been Katie. Couldn't exactly. It? I yeah. couldn't tell if it was Katie or Kristen that had came out mm-hmm. and done that. So he believed that she was there, but I can't say I mean, for certain did, that he Katie, saw her. Did Katie say that Kristen was there? She did. Okay. Yes, and so according to Katie, she was picked up at four a.m. She woke up the next morning around noon at Chris's house. And her phone had been blowing up, and so was Chris's about Julia dying and being in an accident. Mm-hmm. So she supposedly went straight to the police department and made a statement. Like a normal friend would do, right? Like, like, like I want to make sure that my do. statement is, like, out there so that we can figure out what's going on. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm your friend, and I would like to make sure that this is handled well so that you get some justice. Right. Like, yeah. Because something happened whether it was foul play or an accident, and I'm going to make sure and give my statement. Yeah, exactly. I was with her last night. Yeah. This is shocking. Like, that is what a good person does so good on you, Katie. And they also ended up interviewing Chris. Chris did a lot of corroborating what Katie said. Um, He did show the police texts from Julia where she had been texting him, trying to hang out with him that night. Mm -hmm. Um, Texts where she had been texting him after they left the nip and cue. She was still trying to hang out with him, but he was ignoring her. Because he was already Gonna making hang plans out with, with Katie. Katie. Yes. Yeah. And so he um, corroborates that, states he thinks that Kristen was there. Katie also states that Kristen was there. And at this point, Katie's also stating, you know, Kristen was on the phone with Toby when we were when we got back to her house after McDonald's. Mm-hmm. Um, Toby had said that Julia had gotten an accident, but the phone kept cutting out. And she wouldn't answer or tell us why or what happened. According to Tobby, she kept calling Kristen trying to figure out what happened because she literally had just been with Julia. Yeah. And she kept hanging up the phone. So I don't know if there was just messed up phone signal or if Where was Freddie? So Freddie's the one that drove Kristen and Katie home. But then then, he went, he left? Yeah, he gave his own statement. He left um, and supposedly went home. I don't think he would have enough time after going to McDonald's. And then taking Kristen and Katie home. 
to be around Julia. Because right. you have to remember the first 911 call happened at 3.48. Right. That's they, 12 minutes. They did, but they got surveillance videos from the traffic circle McDonald's where they had been. Mm-hmm. And it did show that Freddie and his vehicle were in the drive through line at, um, let's see here. I have the time wrote down somewhere. I want to say 3.26. Yes. They were in the McDonald's drive through between 3.26 and 3.32. Now, it was obvious that he was the driver, mm-hmm. and then he claims that Kristen and Katie were both in the vehicle, Katie was in the back seat, and Kristen was in the passenger side. On this surveillance uh, video, you can't tell who's in the vehicle. Mm-hmm. You can tell that there's someone in the passenger seat. You don't know who it is. Um, some people claim to be able to tell there's someone in the back seat. I can't really tell by the video, but mm-hmm. the police use this as evidence that they must not have been with Julia mm-hmm. when she wrecked because they were at McDonald's. To me, that's probably pretty accurate, but at the same time, we're not seeing Kristen on the video. We're just seeing Freddie, and he has people in his vehicle. Right. He's in McDonald's line from 326 from 3 from 326 to 332. Okay. And then they claim to take Kristen and Katie home, mm-hmm. and then he goes home. Okay. 16 minutes then. So let's say he leaves mcdonald's at 332 and then takes them home i mean depending on how far their house is from there and then to get home uh, yeah that isn't that's i don't think you'd have enough, enough time, time to get them home and then because like i said the first 911 call was at 348 right so but some people wonder was Kristen with julia did she offer to drive her yeah. to bp and well then it's the- weird because she literally is having some kind of argument with Kristen, like while right. she's on the phone with her sister, which is weird to which me. Which is Kristen strange. And Katie are both now acting like, oh, it wasn't really an argument. But if I'm Julia calling you a screaming. fucking bitch and things are going down like that, that's a pretty, that's a, that's a you know, that's not just like I'm eh, not a big deal. That's like okay, she's drunk, and and that would be like in my statement, I would be like, she was drunk, but we were fighting. She was just being kind of a, a cunt. Yeah, you know you what know, I mean? You'd say something, but you don't just not say, to play oh, yeah, it no, down. everything's great. Everything no, they really played it great. down like there was really no arguments, which to me yeah, kind of looks suspicious. Very weird. Yes. So some people wonder, was um, Katie, or I'm sorry, Kristen driving Julia because she was too drunk and having her meet at the BP and then having Freddie follow to get her? Right. Were they trying to help her out to meet her sister? Mm-hmm. We don't know. Right. Now... Um, the police end up uh, about a month later stating that they believe this was an accident. And the official report wasn't actually ruled until like 16 months later. They kept this case open for a while. So I do commend the police for doing that. But at the same time, it seems like... What are they saying? They're saying that she drove herself? Yeah, so this is their official report. The state of West Virginia crash report says... Vehicle 1 north on I-77 and for some reasons unknown made an abrupt turn to the right, going onto the north berm, striking guardrail. This caused driver 1 to come out of the driver's seat and to travel across the passenger interior of vehicle 1 before being ejected out the passenger side window. Driver 1 then struck her head on two guardrail posts, which caused driver 1 to land on the roof of the car as it was re-entering north I-77. Driver 1 rolled off of the off of the trunk area, landing on I-77 in the driving lane where Driver 1 was subsequently run over by a passing semi-truck trailer combination. I just literally don't, I can't even put, I can't even it's believe that. It's hard for me to picture that. Because at the end of the day, why would, I mean, yeah, I, I'm drinking and driving, I guess. I could see maybe she fell asleep and it went across. But how would she well, have gotten light all on. the way? Yeah, how would Maybe the first the dome light on? Um, how would her car get locked completely? Like right. every yeah. and why? I mean, how? What was her blood alcohol? So the toxicology came back no drugs in the system, but she had a blood alcohol content of zero point one nine. So I don't believe she had twenty eight shots. No, me neither. Because not that I know by personal experience or anything but uh yeah i mean that is a lot it's double the drinking the drinking and driving limit but that's not that's not 28 shots that's that's literally maybe four shots 
that's four shots or or uh you know six to eight beers yeah you know six to eight um and so that doesn't really that what Kristen is saying in the beginning of her having that many isn't even adding up then her saying that they you know not even saying that they had any kind of argument and then also not wanting to speak without a lawyer and then just all of it is kind of very suspicious suspicious yeah yeah, I agree. So they end up ruling this an accident. The family is not happy. Kim Davis, her mom, had tried multiple times to speak with authorities. I think her dad had went to meet with, like, I don't know if it was the mayor or um, who it was, but somebody higher up had set up a meeting with him. He went there to meet with them, and it was clear that they had called and spoke with the police department before the meeting because they ended up immediately saying, no, this is an accident. And they said, in quotes, do you want me to lose my job? So Why would they say that? That's another thing. That's like yeah. so weird. I think maybe it, they spoke. I Honestly, I don't know how to take that. Is he saying, do you want me to lose my job because I'm trying to dig into something and make something out of something that didn't happen? Or is he meaning, do you want me to lose my job because, because I'm they're telling digging him, against yeah, what Lee Bechtold's granddaughter yeah. because Lee Bechtold was the sheriff for right, exactly. two terms. Exactly. And I mean, if anything, even at, I mean, this is just all speculation. This is all just what I'm getting out of it is that I could be like, you know, she, her grandpa is a sheriff was and is big part of like Mm -hmm. the law enforcement. And even if she did tell any of the people that were with her, look, this is, this is what we're going to go with. And if not, you're all getting in trouble. Like, where there will be consequences if it could this, have happened. I mean, that how it's I think of it. Town. How I think of it is, um, this is how I. This is what I think. I think that someone else was driving. Okay. That she was in the passenger seat. That she was either hanging out the window, Courtney drunk, like <laughs> having a good time, or she was out throwing up. And to me. yeah, and they tried to pull off to the side because she's getting sick. Mm-hmm. So you're like trying to, you know, stop. So they're not throwing up down the car and hit on. I'm not saying that she meant to do it or he meant to do it, but they hit her head on a guardrail and end up, you know, because everyone was drinking. Not a single person wasn't drinking mm-hmm. there. Absolutely. So, I mean, they, she got too close to guardrail decapitated her friend she's like holy shit you know when the when she hit she flung her out which makes sense why it looks like her own car hit her and then um you know she gets out and doesn't know what to do grabs her clothes and folds them over the guardrail because that still makes no sense to me that's what that the cars are or the clothes are ripped on the left side completely like her bra and shirt are ripped like it got ripped off when she probably hit the guardrail because that force would rip the clothes off mm-hmm. but they would be all over they'd be scattered it'd be everywhere. inside out the jacket would yes be inside out like for sure. everything would ripped. be but it wasn't like nothing's ripped it's just like laid out so even if you went and were like oh my god you know you're freaking out you're drunk you're like, I'm just going to put all this up. Well, it makes you know? sense, too, because one of the vehicles at her house had no dew on it, so or frost on it, so did she call her dad to come get her really fast? Yeah. Like, there, I mean, there's so many things, I feel like, are happening here. And it's just strange that she also wanted a lawyer. It's strange that, um, you know, all those... All, I there's just think more strange everything. things that happened, because there was a keychain that Jalea really loved... Um, and it was like a diamond um, encrusted J. Uh-huh. She loved that. It was something that Toby had gotten her. Well, the family was like, where is that? That was really important to Julia. And they finally found out Kristen had it. Why does she have that? That's off of her keys. That is weird. Yes. And then Kristen would not return it to the family, no matter how much they asked, until the case was closed. So what? finally, when the case was closed, she returned it to her attorney, and then her attorney got it to the family. Like, uh, to, what? to which that's I say, like what saying the she fuck? had the keys. That's yes. like saying that she. That's ha- one question she got I out have. of the car. Literally locks it. the car because we all know if you're, I mean, your car would be like unlocked, unlocked because when the when. So that's another thing that happened. They looked at the black box in the vehicle. I'm not sure the technical term for it, but whenever you have a wreck, it kind of records these things. This was a 2004 Kia Optima. When it wrecked, 
this passenger side, or I'm sorry, the driver's side um, airbag went off, but not the passenger side. They found that whenever the airbag goes off in a vehicle, mm-hmm. the car doors are supposed to immediately unlock so that you're not stuck in there. So how were those doors locked? Yeah, unless someone got out of the car and locked it. And then on top of that, I have wondered and wondered and wondered, and I cannot find the answer to this. Where were the keys? Were they in the ignition? Yeah. I guess they were because the car was still running. Okay. So but, I just clicked that together. So but the keychain was not. have the keychain, though? That, you know isn't what I mean? that weird? That is so weird. I kind of wondered if that was what Jalea was looking for instead of the wristlet. Oh. But it, it was never reported that way, but it made me think. Huh. Because that was really important to her. Right. It was from her sister. There's okay. a picture of it on her mom's Facebook. There's a Justice for Jalea Facebook page. That's where I got a lot of this information from that's the page that i saw originally shared and that's why i um, got into this case in the first place um so if you're interested about that go to that page justice for jalea go to the um photos because they've recently been sharing like a lot of posts i think to just like random things well i mean i think that yeah to keep it yeah to keep it but it's not about the case at the end of the day it's like they still want justice for Mm -hmm. her i mean of course this is strange i all of the them even saying that she was driving and that she just randomly she never got ejected out of the window she got ejected out of the side and that's That's so strange me the other thing is is that um there were like her belongings, right? On the door, yes. This is what we were talking about before. This, um, there was like a bag and, and like a, I don't know, just stuff in the passenger seat. If she had hit the guardrail and she was driving, she hit it hard enough to somehow launch herself into the windshield, but that didn't break the windshield. But then breaking the passenger side window next, like you'd think the first thing you hit would have the strongest impact right. to break it. Yeah. Unless she somehow, like you told me before this, maybe when she was leaning out puking or however, whenever she was hit with the guardrail. The rail, force of it is what, you know, her, maybe the, her leg. flipped her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, flipped her, cut her right breast. Because it's the opposite side that the clothes were ripped on is the mm-hmm. left, but the right breast is missing. And then somehow her leg, because it was broken, hit the windshield broke the windshield when she flipped, flipped out yeah and i mean i could possibly but i mean if that. you're going that force there the things that were in the passenger side would would have been in the, the dash yes, they would have dash. been in the they would have been in the front part of the car and all of those things were just sitting in the seat so that makes no sense that she impacted something and just nothing else moved in the car except for her body mm-hmm she didn't have those so things buckled shown, in. Right. Like. No, and it was shown back to the black box. It was shown that she was not wearing her seatbelt or whoever the driver was was not wearing their seatbelt. Mm-hmm. Now, the passenger side airbag did not go off and it did not show if she was wearing a seatbelt or not because it was defective. She bought this vehicle with a salvage title. It had been previously wrecked. So they couldn't tell if someone had been sitting in the oh, passenger dude. seat or not. And even even at that, I've I've been in a wreck where I hit a gar, uh, a brick wall. Neither one of my neither one of my airbags went off, and yeah. I was driving, and it was I was going oh, fast. Yeah. I totaled my vehicle earlier yeah. this fall. No airbags went no, off. No, yeah, that's exactly what happened with me. I mean, my my whole car was smashed in, yeah. and nothing went off. So I mean, that's kind of one of those things. But if one airbag did go off, you would think that the car would be unlocked. That's exactly. The That's so. the weird part to them. Why the car's still on, mm-hmm. and, and it's in drive. So I'm wondering if maybe because she was in drive. Oh, but even I don't then, know. when you're in a vehicle, no, you would be. You, and the know. airbag goes off. They are supposed to automatically unlock. Right. I literally there's just read so about many this. things on this that is just like so suspicious and so weird. Um, I think the most like the thing that makes the most sense to me is someone else is driving. She's puking. She's puking out the side. They are drunk too. They try to pull over to the side. I'm not saying that they're even doing this on purpose, but you getting out of it or no, like I think even, it was an accident yes, either way. They they you know they accidentally fucking take their friend's head off and they're freaked out. You know, I mean, she's hanging out the window. She gets decapitated. That's when her um, left side bra rips, her shirt rips because she gets the force of hitting that and taking her head off. And also flying over the, you know, she's hit, hit, that's why she breaks her leg because she gets hit, hits the windshield and flies over the back. I just think that all of that makes more sense to me than she's driving. Nothing goes forward, but she hits hard enough that she flies out the window. Yeah. Yeah. And, and over the, over the car. And I don't know, that just makes 
no sense, honestly. Well, I tried to look up a simulator where you can, like, try to set up a vehicle crash to, like, see. Yeah. Now, I do um, think that they mentioned, like, recreating the scene or something like that with their investigation, but I was never able to see if they actually did that or not. I was right? Really well, probably because know. they were just like, actually, no, uh, old what what is the grandpa's name? Lee Bechtold. Lee Bechtold is already on the case. <laughs> He's already saying, uh-uh. No, there is no no chance. We're yeah. all just going to call it an accident. Yeah, to which I say, fuck off, sir. But, right? So I do know that they, um, they looked at the black box. They couldn't tell if somebody was in the passenger seat or not. They do not know how the clothes were folded. Now, there used to be a podcast. It's not available any longer, but there was a girl named Emily Nestor that made a Mile Marker 181 podcast about Mm -hmm. this. She truly believed that this was a murder cover-up. Oh, it sounds like it. Yes, it does. And she did a bunch of podcasts trying to prove this. She was in contact with Kim Davis, working really hard to try to get this case reopened. Well, then at the very end of it, she decided to change her mind after interviewing a, a crime scene investigator named Paul Holes. Mm-hmm. She decided to change her mind and state this was an accident. And the only lesson that you can learn from this is to not drink and drive. Which what? really upset all of Jalea's family and all of the people that follow this case that believe that this could have been a cover-up. Yeah, well, how I long did in she a gray have area it for? With this. Um, it was a couple of years, I think. I, I, it's not available any longer. You mm-hmm. can look up the dates it was posted. So it's weird. She just goes and talks to one guy and they're she, like, the put, podcast was long. Like she had done several. I, I don't remember how many I know, but she believed that it was like an injustice. At the very and then, end, she at the decided end. that because she talked to Paul Holes and he had stated he'd seen clothes, the clothes folded like that didn't bother him with this case because he's seen crime scenes where clothes have even weirder positions and it's really not something that's that uncommon to me i'm like you can me, say that all you want but i need to them. see a simulator go showing and look, me go and look how that at these pictures you guys because you will be like what that well makes i'm gonna post them on zero. our instagram and our tiktok yeah that makes zero sense like you there's just no way that they'd be folded up like that now i mean there could in be in that order no and there no. could be let's say what the police say happened it was an accident and all these things um she could have gotten her leg broke by being hit by a semi that's very possible mm-hmm. um and maybe even it her could breast be being like removed. i said oh yeah like i said there could be um numerous people that actually hit her before and they don't want to they didn't want to call the police because that just freaked them out dude there's a lot of people that are maybe they thought it was shit, a deer honestly yeah. or they're just piece of shit they're like fuck i just hit someone Keep on going. Yeah, Hit maybe and they run. thought they killed them. Yes, dude. And so you're like, fuck that. I'm not fucking stopping, you yeah. know? Yeah. So there's, I mean, and, um, you know, there's, and, or they did, or they did stop and Realized were like, it was a yes, person. and they just grabbed her clothes and threw them up because they're like, we, you know, but I don't know why you would even touch any of the shit if you're going to hit and run. And that's the thing. I do wonder, because there's a lot of people there that cut off the scene before the police got there, did someone pick up the clothes and drape them like that? Right. Be- just not because, even thinking, not even thinking. And then and didn't just, tell the police they did it? Yeah, just set them up. Well, not even thinking, honestly. Thinking, like, they just put them up there and they weren't like, oh, I did move her clothes. You know? Yeah. And they just were, like, trying to help. To me, that would be, if help. this was an accident, that has to be what happened. Yeah. somebody folded them up like that and just didn't even say anything. Right. Ended up leaving when the police got there or whatever. Right. Yeah, there's just so many things, I think, on this story that are just way too weird um, for it just to be an accident. Yeah. And especially, especially well, that Kristen's car was gone, some, one of the cars was gone, that she didn't want to talk to anybody. Like, what day? I mean, she made this statement like three, three days, days later. After, through her attorney. That is so long to be like okay this is what the this is what i mean that's literally sitting there it gave there. her time to speak with her friends and get a story figured out oh yeah exactly i mean not saying that's what happened that's the other thing is i never did see proof that Kristen's phone records were pulled now Kristen did make a social media post a long time ago i don't have the exact date where she stated yes my social my uh not my social media i'm sorry my phone records were pulled blah 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 well i have the whole case file from this Uh her mom has uploaded all the stuff to justice for julia facebook page if you go to the photos area and then click um i think it's timeline photos or one or the other then it'll take you to all the actual crime ones um 
she did not have any phone records in the case file for the state of West Virginia. So if they pulled them, they didn't include it in the case file. That, that makes to me, no sense. Yeah, to me, that Either. says they didn't pull the phone records. And to me, it makes no sense. She claimed to have been on the phone with Tobby. She claimed to have been texting Did Tobby Kristen. say that they talked? I mean, yes. she did say that they yes. did talk then. Yes. Well, yes. But, or was it that Tobby they talked? Tobby had called Kristen when she first came on the accident scene and was like, what happened? Like, Kristen was in an accident. And then they both said the phone disconnected, but they're accusing each other of hanging up. Like, Kristen saying, oh... Tobby kept hanging up and not answering me. And Tobby's saying, no, Kristen kept fucking hanging up and not answering me. So I Yeah, really I'd don't be hanging know. up too if I just killed my friend. My <laughs> biggest issue with this is how did Kristen get there and then get back to her house with Katie? And if Katie was lying, I think this I think if Kristen or if Katie and Freddie knew about Kristen being with Jalea, this would have been out by now. I think that you do. I don't know, dude. I don't think I don't, they cover that for her. I really, I don't. really don't know because who knows? In those little small towns, think of this: how That's many true. times are you like, "I will have you will have so much shit on you, like you mm-hmm. better not even be turning, or the police well, will be so pulling you over." Because we all know that happens. We all have crooked cops, even in big towns. And Wood County, I know for a fact because I grew up there, or right outside of there, um, they have very very shitty police they yeah very very corrupt police there's a lot of cases that i plan on covering all you guys that are listening that know me from that area i plan on covering a lot of our cases from there that usually aren't known um there's a lot of corrupt cop shit going on there yeah that's horrible that's i mean it's this devastating is not the first case I've heard that like this, this is that this is just ruled an accident just because they don't want to do enough my thing on. is if it's an accident i need you to prove it to me yeah i'm not saying that. that i don't think it was I'm in a gray area right now because I could see either way, but I need to be able to see like a reenactment. Like I said, I was looking up those simulations that you can make, mm-hmm. but I'm really not IT tech savvy enough to do this. But I did send you that video on Instagram where it was vehicles going different miles per hour. And yeah, and how the car looks. She was going 70. The black box recorded she was going 70 when she hit the guardrail. So that is highway speeds. Um, so that's pretty fast. Again, I don't see how this stuff would still be in her passenger seat if she was ejected. But, you know, I, I've seen weird things happen. My ex-boyfriend from high school had rolled his um, vehicle and actually ejected out of the sunroof. Well, yeah, that makes sense, though. The sunroofs that are to huge. Me, exactly. That makes like, And it's rolling. Yeah. Like, my, my sunroof me, on my car is, like, the whole... I'm like, <laughs> they might as well just made it a fucking convertible at this point. <laughs> <laughs> like, hey, girls, get in the back. We're all going for a ride. <laughs> Everyone can see Everyone, in here. Everyone's looking straight in. Those The, the airplanes are watching us. <laughs> but, no, I really do think that most crashes I can understand... To me, this going 70, hitting the guardrail, it just seems like a really dramatic outcome. Dude, it just makes no sense that she went out the fucking, the window, too. And, okay, you said that the window was broke out, right? Let's just say, let's just say that all these things did happen. I don't know. I just think, let's say that it was, uh, it was not an accident and someone was there, um, the first thing that I would have done if I was the person driving was break that window out because I'd be like, fuck. I know she was puking, it was rolled down, but I'm breaking that window out. That way it just looks like she flew out of See, there. See, I, I just don't know if someone in a panic like that is thinking like that. Unless she's on the phone with her grandpa. Yeah, unless she's... <laughs> unless she is already on the phone with her lawyer who's waiting to get a hold of the police in four days. <laughs> Which, this is all speculation. Yeah, but, it is. But, to me, my biggest thing is, if Kristen's... Or not Kristen, I'm sorry, Jalea. If Jalea is calling her sister for a ride already at Brian's house at 3.30 before anybody ever leaves, before the others go to McDonald's, before she leaves, whatever, what is her need to go to BP? And then what is her need to then to switch change from the BP location. to Williamstown? Why is she switching? Right? That is That's weird. my biggest thing that I keep questioning is what was making her, if she was the one driving by herself, what was making her first go to BP and then go to Williamstown? I'm also curious and never could find out. Did she ever go to BP? And Williamstown, I wonder, is that closer to her house or is yes. that closer to Kristen's house? It's closer to her house. Okay. Like she was heading home. But if she was getting closer to her house, why wouldn't she just go ahead and drive all the way home then if she felt confident in driving? Yeah. Why would she set it to the Williamstown rest stop off the highway? Right. Why wouldn't you just 
stay put where you're at and get picked up from Brian's. What did you need from the gas station? And then you yeah. ended up deciding you didn't need to go to the gas station. You're just going to go to the Williamstown exit. Could you not just wait? Yeah, that makes now, I mean, drinking and driving. It is worth journey. noting. I know people will do dumb things when they're drunk and not think about it. I know it does kind of correlate with her screaming at Kristen and giving my keys. Maybe she was trying to drive. I do know, and it is worth mentioning, that she was on the phone with another guy, not Chris. Since Chris was ignoring her, she was talking to a guy named Dominic. And Kristen and Katie were both under the impression that maybe Julia was trying to go hang out with Dominic. Where was but, his house? Does it say? I don't know. I don't know any of that, but I do know she was also calling her sister for a ride. They wondered if maybe she was trying to get a ride from her sister to Dominic's house. Right. Or to go home. Either way. Yeah, but Tavi just... would have said that. I feel like you want to tell the police all of the things, especially exactly. if it's your family. Your you don't even care. Yeah, you wouldn't even care what it made anything look like because at the end of the day, like your sister just died and you're wanting to get no, this figured out. No, she's not going to not tell them. And no, they saw yeah. it with her phone records that yeah. she'd been on the phone with a guy named Dominic. Yeah. So to me, I'm wondering, I think she was trying to hang out with Dominic. Something wasn't working out. They wasn't. They weren't. Yeah, maybe she wasn't, wasn't at the end of the day. Whatever. Like at least she has a ride from her sister. That's all that she cares. About. Yes. So, but to me, why are you driving? What, what was the What was the motive there? Did you need a pack well, of cigarettes from the gas station? Did you why decide you weren't going to wait? So you started going towards Williamstown. I don't know. It's like so strange because why was she driving? I mean, there's no, there's no reason. And if those guys were her friends at all. There's no they should have way. Waited until her sister got there. Yes, dude. You would not just be like, dude. It's or like, give her a ride. Yes. Y- yeah. Which sounds like me have happened, you know. Maybe. But I just don't understand why you would ever just leave someone, especially if they're already stating, oh, yeah, she had 28 shots, which apparently we know by their toxicology she did not. No. Um, but if you, I mean, if she, your friend had that many shots that you're stating and then you see her being kind of drunk at the bar where she can't even walk. She's not and dancing or anything. Um, and Chris said that he thought she was already getting sick. Yeah. So, I mean, if all those things are happening, there's no way you're like, here's your keys. Now we're leaving. See ya. And you're going to be like, let's just wait until her sister gets here. We can go to McDonald's when, we, when, they get, when she gets here. Yeah. I mean, where? I mean, how far is her sister from Brian's house? Do you know that? Like, well, I mean, I is it? Brian's I know that it's a. And that her sister lives in Marietta, so how to far? Me, that's probably fifteen minutes. Oh, that's like not long enough for someone to be like, well, she'll be, well, well she'll be fine. I think that people would wait. I mean, you would yeah. think. You would think, especially because that. Especially that if they McDonald's gave her her keys. Open. Especially if you gave a drunk person keys. You're yeah. like, you, there's no way that you just be like, oh, yeah, they're not going to drive. She's getting a ride. Anyways, you thought that Toby was going to Brian's. You said that you were giving her directions to Brian's. So why did you not just take the keys? Yeah. Because I her mean, you had the keychain. Yeah. Why? Dude, yes. Did you find it later in the car? Who took it off the key? Exactly. And that's what's weird to me. The other thing I question with this case is if there was another driver, why weren't they injured? They weren't wearing a seatbelt. We know that for a fact the driver was not wearing a seatbelt because that's the... Maybe that's why she waited three days. She had a little scuff. Maybe. A few things. <laughs> I don't know. I do know that the airbag deployed to help the driver, which could also, if Julia was driving, help intensify the... the Projection. Yes, thank you. The projection out the window or whatever. But at the same time, it would also make sense to me if that passenger seat... Uh, sensor is broken and it doesn't know that there's someone sitting there seatbelt or not if Julia was puking her seatbelt was off it doesn't sense that someone's there so it doesn't do this the the same the yeah. airbag the driver was possibly saved by the airbag and Julia was ejected because she's she was, up puking she's not even sitting in the seat she's laying no out the thing she's laying out the thing and not even that when the girl I mean her head got hit it was decapitated so at this point, she probably got hit and then the person, you know what I mean? Like she got hit and pulled out and that person probably hit then. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. they hit the, they would have, she would have hit first. Her head would have gotten smashed, taken and off the and guardrail. then they hit the guardrail. Which is kind of what the parents 
have noticed when they look at the scene, they're like, we don't see anywhere where the car hit the guardrail. Yeah, so there would be no the car way. Hit the guardrail, though. But yes, I'm sure it did. But okay, yeah, after you just get your watch your friend's head get taken off, you're going to be like, holy fuck. I just don't know that my intention But the at thing first, is. My first reaction would be to pick up the clothes. Yeah, no, me neither. But I, I do think, like, it's very strange um, if she her head had to have hit first so that doesn't make any sense either because the car hitting that is what ejected her then how did how did the car hitting first and then her head got taken off by a guardrail like what you know what i mean you would have to hit for her to be ejected she would have had to hit the guardrail then ejected then her head taken off this is i mean pretty much her head hits if you see the pictures her head hits I mean, the guardrail that it hit was like the well, very they first also one. Tested her hair, yeah, to see if there was glass particles in it. None were found. Oh, but she apparently Broke smashed the through the window. But it there's goes no more to particles. Your story of thinking, well, maybe the window was already down. You know, you could hit the guardrail hard, hard enough, enough that, that it cracked the window. Yep, in it, in it, in the door. Yeah. And, I think there'd be proof of that. I know they didn't and that's, find glass And the window outside. was and the window was down, so it was in the door. And when it hit the guardrail, that smashed mm-hmm. inside of it. Well, it would also go with the findings that the family could not find glass outside of the car, or because, really very much on the inside. Yeah, because it's inside of the door. Yeah, that's what I would think. Because the window's down. That's what I think too. And you know, the other question I have with this case um, is if. So, if Kristen was there driving, why didn't they look at the phone records and see who she was on the phone with that night at that time? They, she claims that that happened. She made a Facebook post, but it's not on the case file. Yeah, we want to see them. I really do believe that if we had Kristen's phone records, that could help us eliminate her. So, the last point I'm going to bring up about this is the fact that, according to Kristen, she heard um, Jalea tell Toby that she would explain when she sees her, like what's going on. The timestamp on that phone call, that last phone call, was 336. So, so was Kristen with what? her at 336? Because apparently she was at McDonald's between 326 and 332. So that would line up with you saying maybe she went to McDonald's with them mm-hmm. and then drove yep. her? Yep, and then drove her. Because it gave you four minutes to get to that yep. spot on the highway. And that makes sense. I mean, really, if well, you're saying it's... Well, just four minutes for that call. Well, I know. Four minutes for the longer call. Right. To, they could to be, be at to that area. To the, the accident. Because yep. we had 12 minutes before the first 911 Yes. And technically, that's plenty of time because in that area, you said it's about 15 to 20 minutes. And, and this you is know. a really big deal to her family. They really feel like if Kristen heard Julia say... I'll explain to you when I get home. That was for sure at the 336 That means they were, that's home. when she was fighting, too. That places too. her there. Yeah. And I wonder if maybe Julia had also said that earlier, like the 328 phone call or whatever, but that is not what Toby says. And I do have to believe his sister on this. Yeah, because she just wants justice for her sister. She just wants, her, she just wants to know what happened. When is your gut usually wrong? Ever. Never. Never. Yeah. <laughs> No, it's actually never wrong. So I watch know that out. It is possible to be a family and be hurting and feel like this is something that wasn't, you know. On, but there's just it, too it much. There's accident. too many things that are too much of a mystery. There's way that. too many things, like I said, that are like very weird. What on I this. need to convince me this was an accident is an actual simulation showing me exactly how that impact would cause her body to, to cause fly those out the injuries, side. fly out the side, have her clothes no, fold like no that. No glass anywhere, no glass in her hair, her clothes completely folded nicely on the, you know, yeah, folded that's up, what stops aligned me the perfect. Clothes. And, um, you know, and for them to say that it looked like she got hit by her own car in the very beginning, mm-hmm. that's a very weird thing. And for the 911 callers to, you know, the rescue people to be like, oh, yeah, she, we're already going to be blocking this off because this sounds like it foul sounds play. Like, yeah, well, it was the 911 caller, not the person. Oh, okay. But okay. still, um, the other thing that I was going to mention, too, that they um, – they did analysis on the broken windshield and determined that it had been broken from the inside instead of the outside. Now, I don't know how you do that. 
I'm sure there is testing, I but mean, that might have helped sway the police to think, okay, she wasn't hit by her vehicle. Right, which makes first, sense. You see that broken yeah. windshield, you think she was hit, then you fucking analyze it and realize, oh, it was broke from the inside. Right, which, but this is what I'm saying too with the broken leg. You get decapitated, get pulled out by your head because your head is hanging out, you're throwing up. Um, that forcefully pulls, that would pull your left leg forward, for, out, you know, it would pull you up like doing a cartwheel where almost in slamming that, your knee, yes, slamming it. your knee or hip or that mm-hmm. part of your body into the windshield, which makes total sense, mm-hmm. and then flipping you over the car. Yep. Like yep. there's just there's just too much say like uh, facts on this of it her not being not being the driver. Yeah, like I said, I really need to see a simulation showing how this went down, how her clothes ended up out that way, how her injuries could have happened for me to believe this was an accident. Otherwise, yeah, I, I cannot get off the fence with this yes, this case. It's I such agree. a mystery, mystery. And um I'd really like to hear what other people think. I thought that your opinion with the puking was a really good idea. Mm-hmm. I never thought about it that way and I think that that really could be what was going on. Yeah, that's I mean that's definitely what I thought. I mean, yeah. actually at first I thought Oh, boy, we have another <laughs> drinker like Courtney, and yeah. she's just hanging out the window having a good time, and she hits, you know, she, she, and somebody's like, oh, my God, I just, my friend just got decapitated. But I think with how her clothes were ripped on the left side, it makes more sense that her head's hanging out the door, not hanging out like having fun, no, like hanging puking. out like puking with your head down. And you hit a guardrail, mm-hmm. and that's you know that's. It makes how me that wonder why the sense. dome light was on, unless they were like trying to be like the driver was like, "Hey, freaking out! Well, let's like, say get your head in or something. Are no, you okay? or not even. Yeah. Oh, after they hit, after they hit, they turn that on because yeah. they're like, "Fuck!" And then they see like they look. I mean, they left the car and yes. drive and everything. Yep. And then they're like, "Oh my god!" Like, and oh then my when god. they get out, they remember to lock the door with the key they still in the ignition. Yeah, I mean, how I do you know. do that? I mean, there's just so many things. I don't know. See, that's the thing that would. But dude, okay, so why? But why would there be like? Why would she have the key thing? Why would she have the? Yeah, exactly. To me, that's that's, so fucked. Like, actually, Kristen, go fuck yourself into the sun because why would you not just return the keychain back to the family? Yeah, like that means before the case was closed. That makes a ton. Like that. I think maybe her attorney was telling her, "Hey, don't don't give that back. You could be incriminated by having it." I don't know, dude. As a good person, you just be like, I don't care. That's not, I'm not incriminating myself. This is just me wanting to give something back to the family because it meant so much to them and they just lost their daughter. Yeah, you'd think that that's all she cared about. Yes. I that's guess. what you would think. Anyway. But I would love to hear other people's yeah. opinions on this. We both would. Um, so right into us, we've got an Instagram page, Slay Podcast. We've got TikTok, Slay Podcast. And... We also would love to get some five-star reviews on iTunes, on um, Spotify, anywhere you're listening to uh, podcasts at. Give us some reviews um, if you like our, our content, and we are going to continue doing this. Yeah. Next week, Courtney's going to do one. Courtney really likes the cases that are cleaned up and have someone that... I have, that have a bow on it. <laughs> yeah, like wrapped up in a bow. Like We know who did this. They have been... Justice has been served. They've been taken away. Because it bothers me so much knowing that this is just like, oh, yeah, and then... Not solved. Yeah. Oh, yeah, they raped 10 girls, and they're still out there. And I'm like, ah! Yeah, no, I I like the mysteries like this because it makes you... It's like a brain game. Like, what happened? Yeah. What happened? I'm like, I don't know why I wasn't just an agent. (laughs) So, anyways, guys, thanks for joining us. And... Be a good fucking person and be the change you want to see. Yes.